Okay. This is one of those times where I we usually are talking about something before we start recording, and then that's like a more natural way to start the podcast, but I actually... We weren't talking about it. We were talking about... We were I mean, talking to some people, and they left. <laughs> and now we're left with each other. Oh, great. I know. I guess that means we actually have to work now. That's when you're supposed that's to say... When you're suppo- <laughs> that's when you're supposed to do the work. Oh, no. I thought you were going to resp- You were gonna say something. What is wrong with you? It's like you're not giving me... This is a partnership. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something is absolutely wrong with you, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll just pretend that nothing's wrong with you, because I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I just want to play with my fidget spinner. Get off just, your fidget spinner. Put your fidget spinner it. down. <clears throat> this just, is a partnership. Just friend. It. <laughs> it's a distraction. We do this together. Okay, so did you see us leave? Something. I did. Can we just bleep her name? We're gonna bleep her name because I feel like by the time this comes out, the story will be over. And then I, I like the idea of just like not locking us into timely stories by bleeping her name. Then this story could be about anyone at any time. <laughs> <laughs> about anyone who lied about their dog being abused previously. Oh God. I don't know if she did or not. I, I'm, I'm really not sure. But I do like the part in her response. Right. So, okay. So this person uh, got a dog. Then she gave it up after a few years. She said she has, it was, she's had it for four years, but it's like it bit her on the butt. It bit her. She said it bit her boyfriend. And it like, bit her dad. It bit her dad. It bit her whole family. Yeah. And not only did it bite her, but like she posted a picture of her bloody butt in underwear, like on her Instagram, and like wrote this long rambly post about how much she loved her dog, even though it bit her on the ass. And it was just like some stuff we don't need to know about. <laughs> like, like, why are you telling me this? I know. I don't need a picture of your, your blood bloody... underwear. Yeah, I believe you when you said you got bit. Like, I don't need to see pictures. Like... So <clears throat> she got rid of the dog. Right. She said it was it was abused previously and uh, and that she just couldn't take it and she had to give it to a better home. The animal shelter from which she got the dog said that that's not at they all true. They clapped back. Yeah, they said, no, we wouldn't give you a dog, especially a busy celebrity who we know is probably going to ignore this dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would not give you a special needs animal. The best part about, the, <laughs> about their response, I don't know if you saw this, but they were like, if the dog was so much trouble, then why was she taking it to the green rooms when was still a thing and it was like whoa <laughs> it was like, whoa like, pretty rough like they literally were like when what you did was still popping you <laughs> took that dog with you and so i guess it wasn't dangerous then what cash me outside like they were not fucking around my favorite part though i i don't know like maybe it was too difficult for her maybe she just couldn't handle the dog Except clearly, for she went and got two more dogs. Clearly, she was just on Fallon with her two new puppies. That's true. That's true. <laughs> clearly, it wasn't abused, right? Because the history came from the animal shelter. The animal shelter told everyone publicly that it was not an abused animal, showed no right. signs of abuse, even if it was a difficult dog and she got rid of it. My favorite part of her reply, though, which was pretty sincere sounding. I mean, it had like a very honest tone to it. And yeah. it sounded Every like, time she apologizes, it sounds like Oh, really? She, oh, I don't yeah. follow her like mess of apologies. Oh, well, the thing is, is like, what I was the term you used advanced messy yes well no she's not advanced messy advanced messy basic messy yeah like she like (laughs) don't no no qualifier just messy just messy. because the thing is is like advanced messy means like you stir up drama but you do it in a way that doesn't make you look bad you don't name names like bleeping out like bleeping out people's that's advanced names. messy. At least you know we're advanced. We're yes. like 202. Like we're definitely being messy, but we're like covering our tracks. Like you can figure out who we're talking about if you really want to. <laughs> but if you don't, know. but I'm saying there might be people who don't know the story and then they'll be like, what? You know, and then they have to go do their own homework. Right. Anyways, <laughs> but one of the things that is interesting is that like the Instagram apology has become like a thing. And I feel like that is something I very closely associate with Lena. Because she, she's even, really perfected the smooth it over online. Well, it's approach. not it's not necessarily that she's perfected it. It's just that like she regularly fucks up, and then she regularly writes a really lengthy apology on Instagram. So she's just had a lot of practice, right? So she's just done it a lot, and <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, was it ten thousand hours? Yeah, is that, is that the thing? <laughs> to make you 
you to make you an expert. She's apologized that much. Yeah, I mean, she even in her apology said, like, I'm the queen of micro scandals. Right. It was really funny, too, because, like, the gossip blog I read accidentally had a typo and it was like micro sandals and like all the comments were like what the fuck are micro scan sandals <laughs> like everyone was hung up on micro sandal but yeah she does have a lot of you know screw ups or whatever what were you gonna say was your favorite part oh i was gonna say her her because uh, i have not read any of her other apologies oh, there's so, so many so i was gonna say i was actually thinking that it was fairly sincere that opinion has maybe changed now that i know that they all sound I don't very know. sincere i think i think but it's my favorite... sincere because it's a her dog you know what i mean like it is kind of a weird she thing. gave it up and that was actually my favorite part of right. her apology was what? i did what any good dog parent would do I gave away my child. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, like, I I was mean, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you were so concerned about this dog that you just gave it away. And she was using the term parent. Like she was acting like she was this dog's parent. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shade anybody for calling their dog a ch- their child because I do it. I'm good with that. But then to say I did what any good parent would do. Well, I, I gave do up think, my child. No, I think a good parent does what is best for their child. And so if you had a child, for example, a real child, not a dog. <laughs> if you had a child. This isn't, this isn't a war. It's I'm not like saying, I had to send my kids no, away because wait, they were I'm shellings. Just, I'm saying there are parents who have children who maybe have emotional issues. Then you take them to therapy. Right. Then you have a child who is severely disabled and can't live at home. Right. You send them to a special place or you get a nurse or you do whatever. Like sometimes a parent has to do something that is difficult in order to give their child the best life um and so i can empathize i can't empathize because i've never been in that situation but i'm saying that like i do do think she makes a decent point about like giving away a few kids in my day (laughs) no i do appreciate that i have killed a few plants fish i'm like listen i can't take care of this fish um so i don't know i have mixed feelings only because like, it was really messy of the animal shelter to, like, release their own statement about about the dog. Yeah. That was kind of fucked up. But also, this is one of those instances where, like, not everything needs to be shared with the internet. This is, like, one of those instances of, like, less is more. Like, you don't need to write five paragraphs about why you gave the dog away. You could literally just be like, I'm really sad that I've come to a time where I can't keep this dog anymore. I loved having it in my life. We're sending you know, the dog to a better home and the end. Instead, it was like, you know, on the 3rd of December, <laughs> I arose to find. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? It was a dark on? and stormy night. Yeah, it's just like this long soliloquy <laughs> about like why. And, and that's, again, you get into trouble because you start adding way too many details to try and make it seem authentic. It's like lying to the cops. I don't. And you start I don't throwing do in that. all these details, that's, and that's, that's how you. That's how you get caught. I don't have that kind of privilege, Patrick. I ain't lying to the cops about shit. <laughs> you should hear my soliloquies to the police. <laughs> like it all started when I was six, officer. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Well, I hope for the best for everyone involved. I heard that the dog is at like some sort of not shelter, but kind of like a farm retreat for dogs that have been injured and stuff. And so it can like run around and, and bite people. Bite. A grassy... <laughs> Plenty of animals to attack. It can bite people in a grassy knoll. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure is a very pleasant setting for attacking a better people. place to bite someone. Um, I also want to, this is not a really a good segue, but I feel like the listeners might notice I sound a little bit different or something going on. And the reason for that is I don't have any nail polish on. I have a a nude. And when I say nude, I'm not talking about the color. I'm saying like there is a clear polish. I don't have any. There's nothing on them. I have no. And when you take all the dressing off of them, they're like this like dull greenish color. You shut the fuck up about my nails, okay? I had to do this for work. I had to do this for work. I'm shooting something tomorrow, and I will be getting my nails done in the in the sketch. And so that's why I took. I had. uh, I feel so naked, and I just. I genuinely feel like I'm not myself. Like I. I. I just don't want you to see my hands. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I kind of. I don't like, want to see your hands. I know they're like you know how like the whites of your nails are supposed to be white. Like mine look like mine look like I've been like dipping them in coffee or something. Like if your <laughs> nails are dirty, like you can see. I don't even. Sometimes they're I'm the like, color the of fuck? like a, like an old man's tooth. Oh, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how a nicer way to put an that. Old man's tooth <laughs> is the His nastiest tooth. most accurate description of the whites of my nails and I'm so mad at you for it. Oh, fuck you. Well, listen, I felt obligated to be honest with our audience. Because right. you're not your I'm peppy sh- usual self. No, I don't feel... You're just not the same I don't today. feel like me and I just... Uh, I won't feel like myself until I have a large obstruction on my nail that gets caught on things that, you know, catches the light in a way that's like, ah, what's on your finger? I need that. You from typing. No, no, no. I can type. I can type just fine. But I'm just saying that, like, when I look down, I have a moment of, like, ugh. Like, ooh, I just, I haven't, I've been wearing nail polish on my nails for a full year, baby. This is the first time I haven't had any color. Wow. Well, get back to it quickly. I know. Tomorrow, don't worry. I'll come home and I will be my old self. Uh, let's do a little bit of goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? Um, we finally found the flaw in our perfect apartment. Our fucking neighbors. Well, it used to be our um, super was the one that was playing his music way too loud. Right, but here's the thing: we ended up blaming the super often for music that he wasn't playing. Oh. We thought it was him. I didn't know Because once the bass starts going through the walls, it sounds like it's coming from pretty much everywhere. Oh. So what happened was it- Because you went down there recently. It was him a few times. Okay. But then it was the guy next to us also, and then they had You can also tell by what kind of music, because our next next (laughs) door neighbor- We're music profiling. Yeah, our next door neighbor plays like gospel R&B, like some Kirk Franklin. Yeah. He was like, makes me wanna dance and- Stomp. And it's like, do you know that song? You don't know that song. No, I don't know that song. That's like some old school. That's like a church song that still gets played on the hip hop station. Oh, really? And it makes you feel a little uncomfortable because like the song right before is like, like my neck, my, my ne- neck. <laughs> right now, I know. No one's playing that song no anymore. But that. yes, it's like, like 15 years ago. Some raunchy song, and then the next song is about how Jesus makes you want to clap your hands and dance. But it has like a great. Did Jesus make it clap. No, clap your hands. Oh, oh, okay. It makes me want to clap my hands, makes me want to dance and stomp. Gotcha. It's about okay. it's about how like just the, about dancing. the Holy Ghost gets in you. You just gotcha. want to stomp. You know, that's what I'm saying. And he plays all of the gospel hits. So it's like Jesus music, but it's like it's got a little beat to it. So, you know, you're like kind of grooving right. in your apartment. The neighbors that are in the apartment building behind us, there's kind of like a little courtyard between our apartments because the buildings are so close together, but there's a little space there where they hang out and they've been playing just god awful. Last night they Actually, were... I don't I don't dislike the music they've been playing. Uh, PB, it's just loud and night, they have a full PA system Last set night they up, were playing... And they're about uh, 30 feet from our window. They played a, a reggae remix of Ed Sheeran. Well, those are different people. Those were different people? Completely different people. I that hate was, all of them equally. That was a party that when I could see, I could see they had balloons and that they, it said 2017 and I was like, yo, you missed New Year's, guys. And then I was like, you dumbass, it's a graduation <laughs> party. I, totally, I didn't, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> Another yeah. group of neighbors that still like to hang out in that courtyard. It was right before 4th of July that they were just playing their music so loud. And Patrick, God bless Patrick, because uh, here's the thing. Pat sounds like he's going to do something, but I know he's not going to do You don't know do I'm anything. not going to do something. I do know. I could do something. Maybe I've been with you long enough to know that you never actually do anything. I am not you stomp a, around the apartment. You're like, person, no, no, you're not. But you stomp around the apartment and you're like, I'm going to call the police. And I'm like, bitch, you're not going to call I them. I never call and the police. And then I literally like, I call them. I feel too bad about calling the police. I'm just like, call them then. Just call them because the music is too loud. He's always very nice. He opens the windows and he's like, hey, guys. Come on. You know, the music is too loud. Please turn it down. I'm just asking you. Hey, guys, come on. 
Come on. That's a good impression of <laughs> that's you. That's pretty close. That yeah. sounds like that's you. That's pretty close. Right? Super polite. The first, the first night, you were super polite. Second night, you still had a little bit of a raised voice. But apparently someone had called the police because when Patrick stuck his head out there to ask them to turn it down, their response was, you've called the police on us. And he was pissed. He was drunk because it was about two o'clock in the morning. And uh, he had made up his mind that I called the cops because I'm the only guy that's ever spoken to him about it. Mm -hmm. That's my belief. Like he he just assumed it was me because nobody else actually talked to him about turning the music down. You know what, though, baby? So he was upset with me. Real talk, though. Real talk. I bet you it's also because you're a white guy. Because remember when people used to play loud music at our last apartment building, you would be the only guy who would actually go down there and like nicely say like, hey guys, can you please turn it down? And then they would be like, oh, you called the cops? Like they kind of, I think that they just are expecting that you're, that you're like, oh, I'm so scared. Like you're not, but I think that they just are expecting that. Maybe. Even though you're just talking to them. You get more upset than I do. That's the thing. I'm like, no, no, they're having a good time. Let them have their fun. Like the graduation party last night. I get, I was just like. You were like, I don't care. I, I was like, go to fucking Bright college. Bright future, yeah. dim future. I don't give a shit about these people. I know. Shouldn't you be studying? Once I knew, once I knew that it was a graduation party, I was like, whatever. I get it. They're excited. And they did end up turning the music down. But the guy before, he got so angry that he threw a freaking bottle at our window. He threw a 40 of Corona at our oh window. Oh, my God. That was scary. Yeah. And that was when I, I actually lost it. Yeah, then you were like, oh, oh, now I am going to call the cops. I don't think you said that, but you no. came inside and you said I didn't call the cops. I still didn't. I called them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Our apartment <laughs> called the police. <laughs> I get it. You want to play your music. You want to have a good time. But, like, we do live in New York City. Like, our apartments are right on top of each other. You have to be, uh, what's the word? Respectful. Respectful. <laughs> if I had my nails done, I would have And the funny part was he was that. so mad at me because, <laughs> right? Yeah. You've lost all your powers. Yeah, I can't think straight. My brain is so foggy. Go ahead. He was so angry at you. He was so angry at me because he thought I called the cops and was pissed that I was being disrespectful by calling the cops, which is hilarious because he's the one playing the music and disrespecting literally the entire. I mean, there are like six apartment buildings that abut this little courtyard. A butt? A butt. I have never. You've never heard the word a butt? A butt? Yes, like they're like adjacent to, they press up against. Why would you say a butt instead of adjacent or next to? <laughs> I don't know. They all abut the courtyard. Mm-mm. Come on. I don't think, I'm Seriously? looking this up right now. I, how do you spell this? I'm a, not even going to tell you. Look it up. A, Google a, it. Oh, you're right. To be adjacent, touch or join at the edge of a border. Don't, Nailed it. Don't say that word. It sounds so weird. God, you and your like anti education. <laughs> What are you? you? I'm like, I hate graduates. (laughs) I hate synonyms. (laughs) Anyway, he threw the bottle at me and uh, I was like on the verge of going down to look for him. No, he really was. And the thing is, is like, I know but he's not I, going to, but I have to tell him, like, baby, please don't go the, down the there. the reason always please wins don't. for me, but, like, you know, I no, mean. No, I have to say, though, baby, it's really, it's cute in the sense that, like, I like seeing your, like, manly authoritative side come out because this dude was stomping around the apartment. He was walking with <laughs> was, lots of There was purpose. nothing I could do. I couldn't even throw anything back because like you can't get any, you can't like get leverage to throw something. Not from inside your apartment. No, you'd have to hang your whole body out. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really an end to this story other than to say, please keep us in your thoughts and prayers because <laughs> I would like to continue living my life and recording this podcast. And I, I will say I was a little worried when a bottle came flying at our apartment window and then this dude tried to climb a fence, which I don't know what he was doing. Was he going to, like, Spider-Man scale the side of the building and try to come into I don't our know. apartment? I don't know. What I don't he know. But, but he's like, lucky he didn't, get, he didn't get close to our window. What were you gonna do? You know, I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna do something. He's lucky. <laughs> yes. Good job, baby. Well, and you know what? What? Here's some happy Brooklyn news. What's that? Patrick got a new computer. Oh, thank God, yay. 
It's really not that exciting. Here's the thing. Are My, you, you're, okay, first of all, you put it on the list. Second of all, <laughs> every freaking five minutes, Patrick's like, hey, hey, you know I got a new computer? You know what it does? Opens files. You know how fast the file opens? In two seconds. I'm like, baby, I am sleeping. Leave me alone. And you're like, you want to yeah, see this well, new computer? Look at, oh my God, look at the computer. So now don't try to act all bad and bougie for well, I'm, I'm the a, podcast okay, all right. as if you have not been You got stunting. me worked up talking about the guy that threw the bottle. Well, so I'm, I'm trying to segue to something positive. Talk about how much you love the laptop. I do. I do love the laptop. <laughs> you sound like an old woman. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I came up with a name for it. What is it? The Pat Top. The Pat Top? Yeah, like oh, lap- that's the name of my laptop? Yeah, it's like laptop, pat top. Oh, very nice. Cooking up, popping the crap top. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about your um, new computer. It's a new computer and it works. That's pretty much it. Um, I know, you had to negotiate with the last computer. The last one, the last one was crazy. It took like minutes. I mean, actual minutes. It maybe was so three minutes slow. to open a program, sometimes 30 seconds to open a new browser window. I mean, it was like I had time to get things done when I was on the internet. Well, and you had it for a long time. We got it in like 2011. Yeah, we got it when I won the Next Step contest. Yeah. It is amazing to actually click something. It's like a different experience. And have it do what I tell it to do. But the problem is, because I got so psyched up, because you know I get you know new tech and like it's an investment and everything, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a fairly new computer. Uh, I bought it new, and I was like all stoked about it. I did all my research. I was like, I need this. You know, I use Adobe Audition to edit the podcast, so I was like, it's got to have a fast enough processor. The whole thing. Anyway, I spent days tracking down like the best deal, the Patrick, best type of computer. Patrick is someone. If you need to make a purchase. Don't make it with my husband. <laughs> I don't know why you I would purchase something with my informed. husband, but like, don't even think about it because he will spend so much time. Remember when you wanted to buy um, gloves? Yeah, I know. This dude <laughs> spent so much time looking for gloves. He found some gloves that I was like, oh, those are kind of cool. So I bought them. And then he was like, you bought the gloves I was going to buy? Now I can't buy those gloves. And I, I know. I had like, to start from scratch. You really screwed me over. It was so dumb, though. I don't even know why. Because but I'm not having matching gloves with my you could have bought Sorry. different ones. Like, I bought women's gloves from that company. They were a glove that you could use to um, still use your phone, and they had women's kind and men's kind. Okay. The whole point of me bringing <laughs> that up was so that Patrick heated. spent— I am heated. I'm heated because you spent so much time looking for those damn gloves that you should have just bought them. Listen. And you did the same thing with the computer. You do this with everything. I know. I got the I got the computer I wanted. But the problem is with new tech, you get the new iPhone and you're like, oh sweet, I got the new iPhone. I'm gonna open it up. And then what does it do? Exactly the same, the same thing. thing that the last iPhone did, except it's like it, the battery lasts longer than an hour and it, it doesn't have a cost, cracked screen. Yeah, it costs more money. And you're just like, oh, I'm excited, I really want to play with this thing, but there's nothing to play. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the fun toy you expect you're gonna get. Well, I think it's because you also are not like a tech person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I've always been a tech person. I'm just saying, like they could throw a fidget spinner in the box <laughs> with the iPhone and it would make my day. Okay. I'd be like, oh sweet, new iPhone, it works, the screen's not cracked, and I'd be flipping the spinet f- fidget fidget spinner. Mm, so you spin need one. You need one because you can't even connect your brain and mouth at the same time. That's why I brought my fidget spinner, because I knew that without my manicure that I was gonna be struggling. But not <laughs> when I have my fidget spinner. Stop it. I used to hate on these little things, but they're oddly calming. Like, uh, can you hear the change in my Put voice? it down. <laughs> can you hear the change in my voice? We're recording a podcast here. <laughs> we have seen some shit. I've seen pew, some pew. shit. I've seen some shit. Okay, this is the segment on the show where we talk about things that we've been watching. Um, and not watching at our window like we're a creep. We actually just recently binged GLOW on Netflix. GLOW stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it takes place in the 80s. I think it's actually based on a true story. It is. There's a documentary out, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, 
I probably will not watch it. Me neither. Um, I think the show has been entertaining enough. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. Uh, Pat, what did you think of the show? I thought it was good. Uh, just to be clear, we didn't binge it. You binged it, and I caught a good portion of it because I happened to be in the room. You started watching from the beginning. I think you missed a few, like, in the middle. Yeah, but it's um, easy to go in and out of. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's a linear show because it's about an aspiring actress who can't get any work. And then she goes to this audition for this wrestling group. And so it's kind of one of those things where if you miss an episode, like, it's really easy to get back in because it's they're still it's trying the to make direction. this wrestling show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know that that's what it's about. Um, and there's some, like, interpersonal drama between the girls and the director who's played by Mark Marin, who I didn't realize that that was Mark Marin, but... He is phenomenal. He He's completely so steals the entire show. They all do a really good job. They, all, and all of the main characters do. Some of the sort of auxiliary characters, you know, they're two-dimensional for the most part. Well, yeah, so, and it's not like a super— But everyone does a great but job. But the acting is is really, really good. Like, there's a lot of drama between Allison Brie and, like, um, her, like, best friend or former best friend on the show. And um, the girl who plays her friend, I had never seen her before, but— she was amazing. Like, she just did such a good job of, like, I don't know. I just felt for her, you know? And it's funny. It's a diverse cast, which I really liked. They had some jokes where I was like, mm, like, they were definitely playing up all the stereotypes. But I think that that was... That was a big foundation to the That show. was, like, the purpose. But it wasn't their stereotype. It wasn't the show stereotyping them. It was the right. wrestling program that was stereotyping these women. Because it was, it was, like, made in the 80s. And they were, like, pushing, like, the welfare queen. And also because it's... The... A, also because because it is a wrestling show. And they're literally like, you're not going to get to be a fully fleshed out character. You are an Indian girl, so that means that we're going to make you the Arab. You're an Asian right. girl, so you're going to be the fortune cookie. You know? Right. And, like, the girls even look at him and they're like, this is fucked up. Yeah, you know? it, has, like they, it has some, like, good, fairly subtle commentary. Sometimes not so subtle commentary on those on those matters. Yeah, if, at one point they had a fight between the welfare queen and a white girl and she was like, this is, I can't do this. Like the, right. like, the black girl cannot beat her up like this is going to be really bad and he's like no 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 it's a social commentary and he's like she's like no it's not a social comment like that's the problem right. it's literally just me beating up a white girl and i'm also the welfare queen so right. like that's already it's, bad it's not gonna play well no i mean but i appreciated i felt like that was a really good way to handle something that was like a negative racial stereotype and like still be able to make a joke about it and still be able to talk about it but in a way where like they acknowledge like this is terrible yeah and it's not just like they're doing it because they think it's funny like there there was like multi-layered um yeah i mean i'd have to really know how how much it was like that in the original production i'm assuming it was oh it was i mean very I much like premised on stereotypes like that. Oh, but I mean, that's I wrestling. Know. I mean, right? Like, isn't wrestling, they're not giving you, like... I'm trying to remember, when I watched wrestling when I was a kid, and I watched it for, like, two minutes, because I had mm, my younger brother was really? into it. I, I used it to sort of bond with my youngest brother. Because okay. he was he was into it, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. You okay. know, and I... You know, I just remember when I was in high school, all <clears throat> the boys were so into no, it. No, I never got into it. To this day, I have friends who, just for the nostalgia of it, watch whatever their big pay-per-view production is. They all get together and watch right. it. Like, I never got into it in that way. I had my own nerdy things, mm -hmm. and they were actually out-nerded wrestling by far. Yeah. Um, but no, wrestling wasn't my thing. But they had, like, The Undertaker. They had, um, like, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Who well, was I know, like, like, Stone a... Cold Steve Austin. Right. And honestly, it still blows my mind. But I don't remember mind. any. Any of them that were that were exclusively racially oriented. Well, I feel like at that time it didn't. At least what little I know, it didn't seem like it was very diverse in that respect. Oh, it, it wasn't really diverse. No, absolutely not. But it wasn't like here's the dude, here's the brown dude doing right. brown dude thing. Yeah, no, it was I hear like you. here's a guy. I mean, most of them were white, but like it was like here's a white dude. And he's the redneck with the two by four. And yeah, so here's maybe the white it dude is, and He's the pretty boy. And, so maybe know. it is you know symptomatic of it taking place in the '80s, or maybe they just did that for like comedic effect. Or like the well, show. The reason, you know? yeah, the reason I bring that up is because of that. Because if they use it, it's actually it's it's a good device for the show to sort of take advantage of those stereotypes if they're not true to the original production. But in that sense, it's also if they're not true to the original production, kind of a little borderline. It's it's like a way to slip in. Well, I some I, I, stereotyping. I, I, 
and at the end it. of the day, I don't think that they abuse it. I think that even though the show is based on a true story, they're going to take some liberties. They are going to enhance some things because I, again, I'm not familiar with the true story, but I doubt that there was the specific drama you know, related to the main girl and like her oh, ex-friend, no. I, like all I, of that stuff yeah, was like added in there. Probably not. To make a funny show, yeah. you know what I mean? And make it something that you actually want to watch and make it memorable. And I'm really going out of my way to not give any spoilers because I do think that you all should watch the show because I thought it was really funny. The show was good. Don't get I me liked wrong. It. And I'm assuming, like I said before, I'm assuming that that there was something like that going on in the original production. To me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. To, to me, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> I think it was just a funny commentary on like, look, we cast a show with a lot of diverse ladies and like this is wrestling and so you need to be characters and so we're gonna make you the biggest, most flamboyant, stereotypical characters that the audience can get behind. And instead of like just running with it, the women pushed back and said like, I'm not comfortable with this. And then they made some jokes about it and then they moved on. And I just thought that that was a really cool way to handle it. And it just, it kept the show entertaining. And so, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> when they had the uh, when they had the two the two black wrestlers uh, fight the two Klansmen. Oh my god! Their, their opponents were dressed up. That like was the KKK really bad. And the hoods and everything. The audience was like, "What the?" But fuck? then they kicked the Klansmen's asses, <laughs> and so everyone they had was a happy and everyone was so happy. But it was definitely a moment where, like, my jaw was on the ground. Like, this is terrible. Like, this is you can't do this. And literally, everyone in the show was like, "You can't do this. You cannot do this." And then they like kicked their asses, and everyone was happy. And yeah. so it was like kind of like that redemptive. Was a great scene. That was one of my favorite parts of the show. It was really funny. Well, now that you've spoiled uh, one of the funniest scenes in the show, (laughs) um, if you were going to be a wrestler, oh man, what would your wrestling name be? And I came up with the idea to ask this, and I don't have one. So I don't have have one either. You have to. Oh, Uh, you know what? Here's okay. I have a better idea. I'll do your name, and you do my name. I will give it a try. Okay, so I'm going to look at you. Oh, oh, I know what you're going to be. You're going to be the ambulance I'm chaser. Scared. Oh, the ambulance <laughs> chaser. <laughs> <laughs> because like, you know what I mean? Like the lawyers who like right. wait for somebody to get in a right. car accident and then you're going to be out there and you're going to like your lawyer like theme song will play. It'll be like 1-800 something something something. some lame ass jingle that plays so often that you can't help but hear it in your head. What? Oh, here Constantly. it'll be it'll be like Salito and Bond no, injury I will blur attorney the shit out of 180 this. we're not doing this seriously as an actual like as an attorney I I I actually find that theme song offensive I really do You'll like, every match will start with someone being served papers Oh! Served you and then like you know they. No, the result, you'll beat them up. It's not to litigation. It's to like it's to summon you into the ring. Oh yeah, so, so you summon them into the ring. Out. Then you beat their ass and then you offer to represent them in court. <laughs> <laughs> against <laughs> against me. <laughs> that? You'll be like, I have a good track record. I promise that we'll win. I never lost a case. <laughs> They'll be like, What? You just oh beat me up. Oh my god. I think that's really good. The ambulance chaser. That's pretty. It's pretty slimy. Yes. Okay. Come on. I want to hear what mine is okay um so you, you see what i did right i used some, oh, okay <laughs> i used some I of your know personal how, <laughs> how i've put up with you as long as i have i used some of your personal <laughs> history i'm trying to help you you okay. looked you looked like okay. you were already struggling <laughs> okay enough out of you okay what is my wrestling okay. name okay I'm, I'm thinking um Oh, you could be like the troll hunter. Ooh, and that's yeah. So you'll be so you'll be kind of like you'll be you'll be a a good guy, but not the good good. More like the bounty hunter type. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean. You'll be like rugged. Can I have like, goggles. Yeah, steampunk goggles if yes. you want. That's what you feel. Then yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know you're not going to be like necessarily law abiding. You're I'll not do whatever be like it takes. The like you know the the hero, but you are you are a badass. Mm-hmm. I'm um, vigilant. I'm a vigilante. Yes. And you only fight people who are like pale and cowering in their like dark basements mm-hmm. where they hide on their. Can computers. I actually? And can I also? So it's a really easy match. Like there's no doubt who's gonna win every time. Or, can I also know, hunt like real trolls? Like can every once in a while I have a actual fight with like a troll with like the big 
pink hair and the jewel in their belly. The eraser decorations. The troll, the troll dolls that used to like put on your dresser. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes yeah, I'll fight one of those. Yeah. That, and that, that's when that I might it. not win. Actually, the trolls that hide in like these dark basements and and you know are anonymous online. You like vet them out, and then they run and they get like real trolls. Oh, to fight on their behalf. To fight on their behalf. That's true. As soon as they step in the ring and like the light hits them, they're like, ah! they like they like melt because they can't actually like leave their basement. I love it. Yeah, that's great. really great. We should have some sort of um, match between the troll hunter and the ambulance chaser. <laughs> right. It'll be uh, Glow season two. Yeah, I'm into it. Listen, I would love a spot on that show. Maybe that's what I'll work that towards. That looks like a fun show to be on. I feel like I would get hurt really Also, I want to hang out with Mark Marin so badly. I know. He's His cool. voice, he's just, he just seems like such a, I mean, he's a slimy guy in the show, but, um, but... He's such a good actor. He's so... He just has such a sincerity about him. He just seems so cool. My favorite line, or one of my favorite scenes with him, was this girl was talking to him. She was like, God, you're so paranoid. And he goes... Who told you that? <laughs> Speaking of um, hunting trolls, Ooh. you went to VidCon recently. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good segue, baby. I'm proud of you. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, um, VidCon was really interesting. I had a wonderful time. I got to meet some fans, which was really cool. I got to see a lot of my YouTube friends. Um, but if you follow me on Twitter or you're just like in the YouTube sphere, you probably heard that there was a lot of drama because some well-known YouTube trolls um, that call themselves anti-feminists Came to VidCon and I love that that's your banner. Anti anti anything so dumb is is a pretty bad. They also to call themselves anti SJWs because and I honestly I freaking hate that SJW thing. Right. It's it stands for Social Justice Warrior and it's really just a way to label anyone that you disagree with or you believe is um, hysterical or quote unquote right. too invested in social justice, which is like. It's such an oxymoron. It's like, you're somebody that wants to fight for social justice. It's like, that's not a bad thing. It's just a way to apply a label so that they can say, hey, that's the enemy. They're right? like, so we don't like identity right. politics. P.S. We're going to label anybody of this identity with this label that we just came up with. <laughs> and then we're going to say we're anti-labels. Yeah, so they're anti-SJWs. Right. And basically, they came to VidCon um, and went to a panel about women in online harassment. How ironic. Mm -hmm. And like sat in the front row. And... Not ironic, deliberate. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right. But I'm just saying I mean, that, it is like, ironic in a sense. But I feel like they... They were there for that. They lack such a level of like self-awareness that to them, they're like, no, we just came to talk. And you're mm. like, okay, you well, also like that. flew here from another country. and Some of them did. That's some crazy. of them and like spent money on flights and hotels and badges and then like got to the panel early strictly so that you could sit in the first three rows and try to intimidate a woman who you've made like 30 plus videos about like each <laughs> and then you literally are like I'm not doing any I'm not doing anything I'm right. just sitting here um so yeah they 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 caused a scene which is what they wanted um, and then they came to my panel. I feel like I had an advantage in the sense that I knew that they were coming. Like I you know, suspected they were coming because they had gone to the women in online harassment panel and again, caused a scene, asked a bunch of like inflammatory, dumb questions. Right, you said they were sending people up. The the the, <laughs> the, the head honcho. The papa trolls were sending these little baby trolls <laughs> yes. up to ask questions on their behalf that oh, were meant to rattle you. Baby, it was so embarrassing because they were the they were exactly what you would expect, right? Like this one kid got up there and he maybe was like 18, 19, he was very young and he could barely string a sentence together. He was like, uh, uh, do, 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 do you think that wi women victimize themselves? I was like, what? Like, speaking to the mic, have you ever used a microphone before? <laughs> like, it was 
embarrassing, oh. but it was also very telling because he is clearly the type of person who goes on the internet and talks like mad shit. You know he was affiliated with that group of people that oh, was right. there just to try to rattle. Oh yeah, well and like one of the women on the panel was saying how she's just tired, she's not a victim, but she's just tired of this, you know, and she gets called all these names and every time she makes content, people are calling her, you know, ugly and they're calling her a bitch. And the only thing that this kid was able to say with any level of confidence after he struggled to ask his question was suddenly he like had the the wherewithal to say, oh, I think women are strong enough to be called a bitch online. That oh, was wow. like. So he got that out without stumbling. <laughs> so he got stumbling. that out. I was like, because you are used to, you right. are someone who is proficient in calling women bitches online. It was, it was mind blowing. They came to my panel. And again, I um, I had the benefit of knowing that they were coming, and so I, I tried to like handle myself in a way that like put them in their place. Like I had this great mic drop moment where like I was answering a question, and one of the guys in the audience was trying to talk over me. He was like yelling at me, and I looked at him and I said, "There's a reason I have a microphone and you don't." I mean, and it was awesome. Like the audience was like, "Oh shit, she's got a microphone," yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's. To me, it was true because you are in the audience. Like, you are no one here. You are a guest. I am someone that is has been invited to be here. Um, this is my job. Like, this is um, work for me. Yeah. This is a promotional opportunity and for me. And they're not likely to end up on that stage. And you will never, you'll never be on this stage because all of your content is just about hating on women and hating on social justice and being like, oh, the gays don't need rights. Oh, Muslims, this and this. It's like, who is going to want to put their name on that, you know? And it was really interesting because afterwards, one of my well-known trolls tweeted me to say that he was really impressed by how I handled myself on we the- You did. You did an amazing job. <laughs> but like- your, speech was, your speech was incredible. But let's, I, I wanted to talk about, because you've noticed that a lot of them are sort of shifting their oh, view, yeah. right? Oh, like they, I think they're trying to, they're, they're trying to rebrand themselves. That's- Wild. So they're trying to rebrand themselves not as these anti-feminists anymore, but as what? Here's the thing. A lot of these people, because they do call themselves anti-feminists, because they call themselves anti-social justice warriors, um, a lot of media has picked up on this stuff because it's like sensational, it's gossipy, whatever. And they're just branding a lot of them like alt-right and they're right. branding them Nazis and white supremacists. And while- To be fair, it's the pool that those groups they, fish in. Listen, they- they are all buddy buddies with each other. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I like, mean, they're you right look, on the cusp. If you, they're not there, that these are the people that go on to join those. They guys, are definitely courting. Not all of them, of course, they but. are courting that audience, you know, with their little memes and jokes and some of the artwork that they use in their thumbnails. Like, they are definitely playing with fire in that respect. Yeah. But it's one of those, in, you know, what is it? You lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas or yeah. whatever. I think what a lot of them are realizing is that they are getting lumped in with people that they don't want to be lumped in with. It's too far for them. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do I really look like a Nazi? Right. And I, and again, like, they have created the situation for themselves, so I don't feel bad for them in that respect. But I think some of them are realizing, like, oh, shit, this YouTube thing – I got to figure this out because, like, the YouTube ads are down. We talked about that in another episode. Um, if you're making this really hateful, inflammatory, nasty comments, you're not going to – or content, you're not going to be able to get ads. So they're losing money, right? Well, that's the That actually is the most – interesting thing about this. So you said that you noticed at, at VidCon that they were far more agreeable and people were actually approaching you and oh, willing- Oh, suddenly they're like, oh yeah, let's let's sit down and talk. I'm like, okay, let's talk. They're willing like, to let's talk make some to videos you like together. A human like, being. no, bitch, but I'm not, not making videos make, with you. But they've been doing that for a while, trying to get you to, quote, debate them, oh, right? right? Just to get your audience to tune into them but so the that debate, they have larger, the wider exposure. But the debate thing is really interesting because YouTube actually announced this at VidCon. There was like a soft rollout, but now they made like an official statement that in these um the chats the live chats are happening they have a new feature where your audience can actually pay money for their comments to be featured it's called super chat you're going to start seeing this a lot of youtubers are going to be doing these quote-unquote debates with people and they're doing it so that they can get big audiences to watch it's almost like wrestling. Oh my God. It's like wrestling. <laughs> it's a fucking performance. It's not actually. We already have a character for these people. I 
mean, it, <laughs> no, honestly, no, listen, my mind just has like been blown because like this is so true. It is wrestling. You have all of these people who are playing these characters. You meet them in real life. They're meek. They're normal. They are, I mean, the guy that I met was like groveling and basically like apologizing to me and like telling me that he was so sorry. He went off and made a video about how beautiful I am. Like these are people who are fucking pathetic in real life and then they put on their little troll costume and they go on YouTube and they do like this choreographed they jump off the top ropes. They ropes. do this like choreographed fight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And now what they're doing is they're saying if you come on here, you pay 10 bucks, 20 bucks, your comment can be featured and they're able to make just as much money or more doing these um debates and live streams but were they were were they trying to get you to debate them even before that rolled out because yeah, i thought they were they were and that's just so they that, were but now there's more incentive and that was just so and like it is now to get your audience to view their videos as well yeah my audience but also to just like you know everybody and to keep the controversy going because to, that's the platform that right. they've that they've and that's created. what i said to this one guy is i will say as much as i still dislike him and this is again someone that has made 20, 30 videos about me over the past two years. And one of the things I said to him that I, it still really pisses me off. If you come for my husband, I will fucking like come for you. Like it I, makes me very angry. But I said to him, I was like, you know, this is what you've done is wrong. And he said to me that was something that I felt was very um, poignant was that he was like, I saw you as my enemy. You weren't a real person anymore. You just became somebody that like I was against. And that's what these people do. They don't see you as a person anymore. You just become somebody that they have to fight, especially because there's that financial incentive. But that's what I'm talking about, right? So what happened recently was Google changed their advertising schedule so that people like that don't get video ads on their... Well, they gave the advertisers the ability to pick and choose what their ads are shown on. Right. And so there's a group of people who are considered controversial right. and advertisers can choose not to post their or not to have their ads shown on videos that are controversial or by creators right. that make controversial content. Right. As you can imagine, people who fly that banner of anti-feminist and that's the subject of their videos, especially the ones that use it just to attack people like you online. Right. Um, and are, I'm not the only one, of course, that gets attacked. Right. Are, are, in, are in that pool. Right. So they lost a lot of their financial incentive mm -hmm. because they lost a lot of their advertisers. So, so now they have to pivot. So while they've created all of these, these big audiences and they might still get hundreds of thousands of views uh, on a video, right. they're not making a lot of money. And you said that some people dropped their 70. revenue dropped something like seventy percent. Yeah, no, this is and and this is not me speculating. One, there have been a number of uh, articles about it. I believe Forbes had done an article. They actually interviewed one of the guys who's made videos about me. But I also have heard directly from other creators that they lost 60, 70 percent of their income. Well, I think what's fascinating though is that that happened mm -hmm. and suddenly now everyone's like let's talk it's mind-blowing it's hard not to see the connection between oh it's their blatant and and their moral position mm -hmm. so it's i mean it's just these are people who are literally letting the money they make on a vlogging platform decide their moral standpoint and the way they're going to address the world oh, absolutely. and how and these are people with with what? hundreds, hundreds of, thousands of thousands of followers, of followers. millions young, of followers and in young some cases. children i mean that was what was for me at vidcon uh vidcon's always very interesting for me because it is a, a conference for the youtube community um and even though i have an audience and i'm very thankful for my audience um i am not considered a big fish at vidcon i am like a nobody largely because my audience are high school, college, adults, right. like people with jobs, people that are not spending a thousand bucks to fly to Anaheim and stay in a hotel for four days, you know? A lot of the people that were there were like young kids with their parents, like this was their vacation, then they went to Disney, like right across the street, you know? Mm -hmm. So you realize like, oh crap, a lot of the people that are consuming this stuff are really, really young. Uh, yeah, meaning and that's impressionable. Scary. One of the things that um, we t I talked about with this guy, and I've talked about with another guy, because I've been having, I've been having these offline conversations with some people that, you know, at face value are not 
not what you would call good people. They've made some pretty hateful, terrible content. Um, and the reason that I've been trying to talk to them is I really want to understand like how you get to this point and also how we can keep other people from getting to this point. Well, I think that's a big part of the answer, though, right? I'm just clarifying because I have not really talked very publicly about my doing this. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to – I'm not becoming friends with these people. I'm not going to start fucking dating them. Um, no what? shade. Yo, I'm, I'm I know still here. You're... I'm still <laughs> here, Fred. I'm I know. in the room. Listen, I talked to this one guy, and his <laughs> fans are literally, like, drawing fan art of us together. It's bizarre. Like, they already – this guy's in love with me, and they are already saying that they want us to date and I'm like you guys please Gross. stop shipping us this is disgusting anyways I just bring all that up to say that one of the two of the people I've talked to have disclosed to me that they feel in some ways kind of trapped because they have made this money and made this name for themselves doing this very niche negative thing and now this is what their audience wants from them and they're kind of like shit where do I go from here? I've invested years doing this. I, I quit my real job. I now have a giant gap in my resume. Like I'm not gonna go back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. I can't get a job in media because my reel is just me saying like feminists are cunts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. meanwhile, the rest of us are doing speaking gigs and getting book deals and you know, working on TV shows and doing tours and making albums and just like, you know, creating and branching out and doing all this other cool stuff. Um, and I do think it's really sad <laughs> that that's what they've gotten themselves into. But I'm also really worried and, and saddened by the idea that there are other young creators who don't start making content, who don't put themselves out there on social media or on YouTube because of these guys. The things that I've gotten out of YouTube have been so awesome for me and I want that to happen for anyone who has something to say. And I get messages from people that are like, ooh, I see what you deal with. I'm definitely not gonna make content, you no know? Doubt, yeah. So I wanna try and figure out how to like, turn the tide and unfortunately if money is what's driving these guys to be that, less honestly, of assholes i think that's the big takeaway though because that's what you're that's what you're observing right. and that's what it seems to me to and be. also because if they were still getting rich calling feminist cunts then right. like they would still do that that would they would be doing it forever right but what but i but i like i said what i'm interested in is how they got to that point in the first place and what unfortunately it often is is a lot of people who are unhappy with themselves and have you know poor social skills offline and don't have a lot of friends and were picked on and mm -hmm. and and oh absolutely you know and had bad marriages or you know just had terrible things in their childhood which is not an excuse but it is eye-opening to say like, okay, there are a lot of people who've, who've been hurt and they don't know how to ask for help. And so instead what they do is they turn to the internet and they become professional bullies, mm -hmm. right? And so like, how do we give young people and young men especially, because it's not women doing this. It's a bunch of dudes going around and being like, oh, a girl broke up with me and I'm now I'm upset about it and here's a hot girl and I'm gonna fucking yell at her now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like, how do we support them before they turn into that is what I'm trying to figure out. And I, I genuinely don't know what it is yet. Absolutely, but... well, I think it's a lot of things. Right. I mean, a whole lot of things. But I need- Including it... stopping them from being in that position in the first place. Um, whatever it is that they they and helping underwent, young boys talk about sure, their emotions, making sure that they have that yeah that they are encouraged to find healthy outlets for their emotions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's also a huge cultural shift. So if you are the type, if you're if you're for instance, if you're you know, in the in the patriarchal model, right, mm -hmm. which is something that I'm hoping we're shifting away from steadily. If you're a man in that model, right and women who are supposed to be subservient to men in that model are surpassing you. Imagine yeah. how you feel. It's a if huge you're hit still, to your ego. If you, yeah, if you were still raised that like it was supposed to, even if it's implied and by also the culture, just like, and it is implied. And also culture. like placing this extreme value on the idea that like sexual prowess is what's gonna make you a man and like being strong. Because, All like, part of that patriarchal Yeah, because you right? see, when you see these guys, like I, like no, shade like it doesn't matter what shape or size you're in or whatever like everybody is different and everyone's level of attractiveness is different but like 
the common theme with these men that I saw at VidCon is like these were guys who were like not running any marathons, they, right, not right, not hitting right, the sure. gym. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like we're not guys who you would see a lot of girls hanging around. They're all they all kind of had like a very similar look to them, and like not to say that that's. Um, that, again, that that justifies how they act, but it's like if you don't fit a certain mold of like athleticism and like you know you have girls all over you, you've been like hooking up a lot and right. you look a certain way, like then yeah, those are the types of people that end up feeling bad about themselves sure. because society is telling them that you have to have a six pack and you have to like you know get bitches in order to be a man. Right, and so you're. But not. they probably also want that stuff too. I mean, right? Like, but I'm saying like it. they want it because they're told that they're supposed to have it right so like it's one of those like chicken before the egg if society is is not pounding into you that that's what you have to have to be successful then you know maybe you wouldn't be so hard on yourself if you don't have that right maybe you wouldn't feel so left out Right. So pushed out. Or maybe you wouldn't be so angry. Maybe you wouldn't be like, let me get three Twitter accounts so that I can go hate on people <laughs> right. that do have that, right? It's interesting wow. the ones who hate and talk the most shit about my marriage, like they don't have somebody, right? And like maybe if there wasn't this pressure to have that, they wouldn't feel so bad, right? Or, or It might not push them to the extremes for sure. Right, exactly. I'm pretty sure they'd still want to get laid. Yeah. Not my problem or my fault. No, but like, not at all. But like, yeah, hopefully it would mean that they wouldn't like lash out at people who they suspect are getting late. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of them looking at people like, I bet he gets laid. <laughs> Get him. Well, they're not going after dudes. I mean, not to the same the same level. Of course, it's always the lady's fault. Right. But yeah, uh, the troll hunter had a, a successful safari at VidCon. <laughs> I snagged a few in my nets. I don't know. It seems to me like I, I think that the people you've spoken to and the ones that have pivoted, at least with regard to you, they haven't pivoted regarding other people they perceive as feminists or social justice warriors, yeah, right? Yeah, not really. Other people that they've also targeted as enemies the way that they targeted you. Yeah. Um, but one thing that you did, first, you spoke to them directly, uh, which I think made a big difference because it's hard to weasel out of things and hide behind your wall mm -hmm. of fans. So the right. only the only audience is the person you're talking to. So if you're lying to that person to their face, then mm -hmm. you're really not communicating, and you know that they know that you're lying. Yeah, right? taking so, it offline has helped a lot. Right. So that's a big part of it. But also, I know that when you speak with these people, you have been very explicit about encouraging them to do something more productive. I know. I'm like kind of like their life coach. <laughs> you, you do. You really do. You take, I've heard Patrick's you like, on the Stop helping too. them. No, I was like, don't, don't like encourage this guy to go get a record deal, dude. Like, I was like, you have talent. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I like, I know that you make, you know, I know that you used to have a background in film. Why don't you try doing something like that? And then you use yourself as an example and you say, you know what? That's what I did. I, went I think to this, that people, this, this, and this. I do speaking gigs. I now. have a soft spot. These are people who honestly like don't deserve my time. They don't deserve, you know, um, my forgiveness. And I don't forgive them in the sense that like I like want to be their friends now. But like I do realize the value in having somebody encourage you. And I'm very fortunate that my parents and that my husband, you know, have always encouraged me. And then you talk to these people who are fucking hateful pieces of shit and you hear that nobody has ever told them that they can do anything other than be a hateful piece of shit. Yeah. And it's <clears> like, <throat> you know, there's lots of other stuff you can do. Like, oh, you like to animate? I mean, you could make some merchandise or create a comic book or like, right. you know. I think the fact that you encouraged them to do something positive and not just encourage them, but you know, suggested to them that they had the capability to do something to make themselves successful in a positive way as yeah. opposed to just a negative force in the world. I think that really had a big part in it. I'm trying to be optimistic and um, I, I've talked about it a little bit on social, but I'm working on a book and this is something that has been really inspiring to me. Just like, how do we talk to people that we disagree with? How do we reach them? Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, there are a lot of hateful, ignorant people out there, but if someone takes the time to try and reach them, I feel like there could be a net positive. Like you're not gonna change everybody's mind, you're not gonna fix everybody. But I look at people like these guys who have 
300, 400,000 people following them. I'm like, wow, if you were saying something positive on the internet, think of how many people's lives you could impact for the better. So yeah, you know, VidCon again was was very uh, eventful. <laughs> and you know, we'll see what happens. It was a troll hunt. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few uh, heads to hang up on my wall. Let's do it. Florida man. Now, if you are new to our show, Florida Man is a corner on our podcast where I pick a number of headlines about Florida men, and then Patrick has to guess which headline is fake. And we are not just crapping on Florida. We are real-life Florida people born and raised. So, Patrick, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm this ready. week. Do you have a theme? We got another theme. It's Florida Woman. It's the same theme. Yeah, it's all about Florida women. Uh, there are five headlines. One of them is fake. You ready? I'm ready. Number one. Asked for her driver's license, Florida woman pulls out half-eaten burrito. <laughs> Wait, that and tries to give it to the cops, presumably. Uh, no comment. Uh, eh. Number two. Florida woman named Crystal Methany arrested on gun charges. <laughs> I hope that's real. Crystal Methany? I don't know. I'm just not responding. I don't know. Uh, number three. Florida woman stabs boyfriend after he farts on her. That sounds like something you would write. Number four. Florida woman caught stealing hearts from Cardiovascular Foundation. Actual hearts. No comment. Okay, go number ahead. Number five. Florida woman uses boyfriend's balls as a beauty blender. What is a beauty blender? Can you at least give me that? A beauty blender is like this little egg-shaped foam thing that you use to blend your makeup. Oh, to actually blend the makeup on your skin. Yeah, so that when you like contour, you like <sighs> highlight, it like blends it together. Oh my god. Okay, so, so it's between that one and the fart one. I feel like you wouldn't do the last one with the balls because you would think that it would stand out too much. On the other hand, mm -hmm. you have this bizarre—this bizarre fixation with like beauty blenders. Uh, you, you've referenced them several times. Like I just have? In, yeah, like you really liked the comment about the chair that said it looked like a used. Makeup oh, sponge, I did like that one. You yeah. Know? Um, good but memory. the fart—the fart thing sounds like you. <laughs> I gotta be honest with what you. What a weird thing to say. It the just fart, sounds like something you would write. It sounds like you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the fake one is the fart headline. No, that was a real headline. Which one was it? The fake headline was Florida woman caught stealing hearts from Cardiovascular Foundation. See, I thought I just did not think that you would create something like that. See? And I Did you have a template for that? No, no, no. I just liked the idea of stealing hearts. And then I was like, ooh, a, like actual hearts from a cardiovascular place. So there's a Florida woman out there that stabbed her boyfriend for farting on her. Yeah. And there's another Florida woman out there that used her boyfriend's balls as a makeup blender. Yeah, that actually went viral. She posted a video of her doing her makeup with her boyfriend's balls and um, it went viral, and I sadly have seen it. It was horrifying. <laughs> it worked, though. It worked, but it was, it was just, and then I was like, motherfuck, of course she's from Florida. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you didn't see it. It went viral, like, a few weeks ago, I maybe don't. a month ago. I don't get I don't get the notifications for like the balls on face YouTube videos. So. I also have Google alerts for Florida woman, so um, gotcha, and Florida okay. man. Not I... not for like makeup blender balls. You don't have an, <laughs> you don't have an alert for that. No, I have got I've got a beauty blender that I enjoy and I am good to go. I don't need balls or anything else near my face. I got a sponge on lock. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give it to you. You did a really good job on that thank one. Thank you. And thank you to everyone that continues to send us Florida Man headlines. You still have not gotten the memo that if someone has been murdered, it's not a good headline. We try to keep it light. <laughs> send us stuff that's funny, not stuff that is depressing. Um, and maybe we'll include your Florida Man headline on the podcast. I think we have a special return of a corner 
that hasn't been on the show in a long time. Yeah, we haven't done a Slanguage Bee in like months and months, oh, I think. Oh, it's been a really, I don't think we've done it since we've been at Brick. That I think is actually true. Do you want to explain to the audience what Slanguage Bee is? Slanguage Bee is just, it's a its a game where one of us provides the other one with a little bit of slang and the other one has to guess what it is. It started happening, it was very organic because I used some slang word, I think it was like, read or receipts or tea or something like that. It was, I think it was all of those. We did succession. all of those, but I said one of them and Patrick didn't know what I was talking about. And so we turned it into a game where I would just bring in different words. And then eventually I became uncool and I stopped knowing. <laughs> yes, you aged out of I the slanguage. I aged out of slanguage <laughs> because I just was not on the internet yeah. that much. I, you know, turned 33. Yeah. Um, and just so I, you're just not with it. I'm not cool enough. Yeah, you're just not hip. And it. so people would still send us language bees, and you can still email them to us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us, um, you know, a listener letter or maybe one of your dreams because we've been doing some dream oh, yeah, decoding. Some of your dreams. We are trying to get some dreams to decode. We have to take a moment to chastise you all now because yeah. nobody sent us. We know you're out there having bizarre ass <laughs> dreams. Not one of you could take the time to send us one so that we could pick it apart. Send us. In front of. Tens of thousands of people. Send us whatever you've got, and you can also send us language bee words. Um, we've gotten a few, but uh, oftentimes they've been stuff that I know you would know. So mm. this episode, you actually brought some words for the bee. That's right. Um, and so hit me. What do you and have? Being no cooler than you, these are not popular language oh, terms. This okay. is not popular slang. Okay. I just actually found this word on um, on Urban Dictionary and was like. This is a really, f I love See, this. Urban Dictionary is suspect to me because it's like Wikipedia. Anybody can just add whatever they want on there. It doesn't mean yeah, that people are actually. Wikipedia is the first place you go for your information. Don't lie. Well, Wikipedia is better now because it's. They so have... is Urban Dictionary. They've got people editing this stuff. It's all on the up and up. Okay, brand. what is it? Are you ready? Your language B word is sleeping condiments. Sleeping condiments? Yeah, it's a phrase, I guess. Um. What 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 are sleeping condiments? I'm gonna say those are things that you use to make your sleep better. Like maybe you could put a little iPad on when you're sleeping, or like the little lavender spray that you spray on your pillow to help you go to sleep. Like hmm. you know, these are little things that like a condiment, right? Like you add mustard to a hot dog. Right. This you add the little eye satchel sachet to your eyes when you're sleeping. Yeah, that's it. It is? Uh, well, yeah, but it, it includes everything. It includes pillows, it includes sheets. It's all the things that you pile on top of yourself or under oh. you when you sleep. Oh, my God, baby, remember? I just like the idea of being like, like you know, give me some, like, stop hogging the sleeping condiments, you know? Well, that makes me think of, remember when we first started dating, um, I used to sleep with a body pillow? Yeah. That was like a point of contention because I would be like, get off me. I'm, I'm, I'm spooning. <laughs> you like, don't touch me. I'm spooning. I'm going to straddle this pillow. I'm going to spoon the body pillow instead. Why? That was so weird. I don't know why. Why is that weird? It's weird to think back to the fact that there was a time that I was very committed to sleeping with this pillow that I would like cradle and spoon as if it was my partner, meanwhile, like my boyfriend was in the bed with me and I would literally be like, "Get! I need the body pillow. Like uh, it needs to be here with me. What happened to that body pillow? And we broke up. Did it stay by you? No. I did. No. He I've did, been there. He didn't make it out of Miami. That's right, he didn't. You want to know what happened to him? <laughs> you killed I'll him. I'll never tell. I'll never tell. The one time you actually followed through on a threat. <laughs> it was against the body pillow. Oh, goodness. Well, listen, this was a great episode. I had a fantastic time. Please let us know what you thought by tweeting us using the hashtag last name basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. A tie optional. And let us know what you thought of the show because we would love to hear from you. Oh yeah, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and if you can spare a few minutes to leave us a comment, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis at... Where? Where are we? From Brick Radio. <laughs> Uh, Send us your dreams. Oh. <laughs> Send them. That sounded so ominous.
Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone, and our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Our audio engineer, our audio engineer is Onel. Our audio engineer is Onel. Fuck you. (laughs) 